Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. listening to music with some of the saints and we've just been enjoying God's presence and talking about when we because we're praying this week about uh, preparation uh, for presentation somebody say that preparation for presentation preparation amen that's right preparation you don't go play no ball game without practicing you don't go do no musical without practicing. And you don't have a Sunday service without all those details. Amen. I'm going to teach on love today, but I'm just sharing that little nugget about uh, preparation before presentation because uh, I just see that. And when God showed me yesterday, he showed me, I said, Jesus, why is this so important to me? And he says, uh, because I told you to put on the whole armor. Hey, the whole armor. And when you go to Ephesians, part of our armor is that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So um, it's part of our armor. And since he gave me that revelation, he said, put your whole armor on in the church and increase the prayer at the church. And now we have prayer pretty much nine to nine uh, most days during the week. Sometimes they'll be out walking the streets praying. So they might not be at the church uh, at some of those hours. But but it's because he said, put on the whole armor of God. And Ephesians tells us that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise today. You are awesome, God. And I love this pastor that had me, had us, where there was no interruptions already. And I thank you for that. And uh, so we we know that the Bible tells us, Ephesians 6, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So we know if there's any lack in any of our armor, then he gets to get in. He gets to get in. God didn't put these words in here, you know, just to put them in here. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be be able to stand against. Some versions say the schemes of the devil. So when we come and we we gonna do something for God, we are gonna teach Sunday school. We're gonna keep the babies. We're gonna uh, preach. We're gonna sing. We're gonna be on the praise team. And if we're not prepared beforehand, if we walk in because we think we already know what to do, we've done it a hundred times. We don't have to check on things because you know it always works out in the end. But that's not what the word says. Tells us to do. He said. Put on the whole armor. And then when you go to verse uh, 15, it says, And your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So part of our armor is preparation. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Part of my armor is preparation. Preparation before the presentation. The presentation before the manifestation. God, we just thank you tonight. We just give you praise. We thank you for these wonderful people that get on this line, Lord. I thank you, God, that you're a God that loves order. 
You said let everything be done decently and in order, God. I thank you that you're not a sloppy God when it comes to my salvation. You're not a lazy God when it comes to my children. You're not laid back, uh, slack-handed. God, you said a slack-handed man will come to poverty. And I just give you praise for showing us, God, that this is part of the armor of the Lord for me to prepare myself before I do anything for you, God. I just give you praise. I just ask that you tighten up our ranks, that you that you tighten up, God, that our loins are girt about with the spirit of truth, God. We just thank you that we have on the breastplate of righteousness. We have on the helmet of salvation. And, God, I just ask you to forgive me for for seeing these scriptures so many times that they that it's almost like I didn't see the importance anymore. But you taught us to put you on daily so we can be able to to stand against the enemy, God, that it's very important. And it's not our armor. It's your armor. Just like David couldn't wear Saul's armor. He, he couldn't wear it because he said, I hadn't tried it out. So even David knew that he had to be something that... He had tried out with God, and, and he was used to God being there with him and fighting and killing the lion and the bear and Goliath. And so uh, we have to use the armor that God left for us. And I just thank you for this armor. And this is a this is a little nugget. We're going to talk about the love of God. But if we love, then we're going to do his commandments. That's what the word says. If we love, we're going to keep his commandments. And he tells us here, put on the whole armor of God. Thank you, Jesus. We just want to be guarded up. We want we we want to be tightened up, God. That's what I want. I want all the slackness out of me. I want all the uh the you know, just just the habits out of me that that I'm just used to doing everything and taking my time, doing what I want, when I want. Help us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. And let me go ahead and read it because it's just good. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. If you notice right here, it's not little things that we're fighting. He says, how many knows flesh is big? How many of those principalities are pretty big thing? And he said against rulers. So I have to have an armor to come against all these things. The next one is spiritual wickedness in high places. Those aren't little things that I'm having to stand against. So I need the power of his might. I need his armor. He said, verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. He said it again. The whole armor of God that you may, may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Because he's coming to send them arrows, send them the darts. But he said to have on that breastplate have on the shield of faith that we can stand against those things and take the helmet of salvation. We have to renew our mind, amen, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. 
Amen. Then he says that I'll be able to speak boldly. Verse 19, Paul said, pray that the utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known this mystery of the gospel. I'm an ambassador in bonds, and I speak boldly as I ought to speak. So, God, we do. We put on our armor daily, Lord, and we just thank you that we reach out to you. I thank you, God, that we understand the seriousness of it, Lord. We understand, God, that we want you to look good through our lives. We want you to to be perfected through us, God. We just thank you for the spirit of perfection and maturity coming upon us, God. That, as Pastor Casey said today, we're no longer a child and we don't walk as a child. God, we grow in you. Hallelujah. I've been really studying and looking at the scripture about Jesus saying, walk with me. And God, we want to walk with you. We want, a, we want a relationship so strong with you, God, that when we pray that, that things are done, that it's not just words that we say. You know, I talk about prayer as, as, uh, as the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, coming out of bondage, which is what God takes us out when he saves us. He starts taking us out of those bondages of our flesh. But he takes us out to bring us in, and he's bringing us into a place of liberty and freedom. And he's bringing us into a place that we walk in 100% victory 100% of the time. That is God's will for our life. Every child of God, every Christian, he wants you to come out of bondage, me, to come out of bondages of these flesh and learn how to walk in victory 100% of the time. Hallelujah. And and so when I think about having to struggle, just say I have a son or a daughter or I have uh, this prayer that I've, I've had on my heart, this, this longing in me for such a long time. Some of you long for a husband or you long for to prosper. You just need enough money to pay your bills and long for jobs, long for deliverance, long for uh, loneliness to leave you. Well, God says, I called you out to bring you in. I didn't just call you out. I called you out to take you somewhere. So we're on this journey. Dr. Sorella calls it the journey of the promised land. Hallelujah. We're on a journey with God, and we are walking with him. And and it don't have to be years. I'm not going to say, I can't say when God's going to answer your prayer. But I can tell you that you can have a knowing in your spirit, man, that you don't have to sit around and worry. You don't have to go to bed. They may be doing this or that, the other. Your husband may be, you know, out chasing women or your check may not last but two weeks out of a month. But those are wilderness experiences. But we don't have to stay in the wilderness in our spirit or in our mind because he told us to be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4.13, he said, be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication, make with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, is going to come upon you. So uh, I don't, I don't have to live in wilderness and have fear and distraught about any situation in my life. The key to that is breakthrough. Somebody say the key is breakthrough. So when I learn how to break through in the spirit realm, because all my needs. All of my needs are met in Christ Jesus in glory. So when I learn how to enter into that spirit, I heard Pastor Benny Hinn preaching the other night on Facebook Live. He said that we're not, we're not going to get anything in the flesh. 
So if I never climb out of the flesh and ascend to that holy mountain that Psalms is talking about, then I, I can't receive um, spiritual things because the Bible says natural mind, man is not going to receive spiritual things. He can't even understand it. So I have to climb up the mountain. Who shall ascend to this holy hill? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. So as we come into his presence and we're seeking him daily and we're like, God, you know, I, I just, I don't like what I'm living in, God. I hate living in this house. I hate it's mildew in it. The roof leaks. I've been here 25 years. I give all time. God, he sees all that. And so we come into his presence and we make our requests known. God, I just want to thank you today. You know, we don't just start out saying, give me, give me, give me. We start out honoring him because the word says, honor your father and mother and it'll go well with you. And so I honor my father, God. And I come into his presence and with thanksgiving and I enter in his courts with praise. And I come before him with singing, and I say, God, I just I just love you. You're the God that made the heavens and the earth, and you're the God that made the oceans and the seas. You're the God that made the trees. You're the God that made the stars. You're the God that gave me a baby when I didn't think I could have any, when everybody said, you need to go to the doctor, something's wrong with you, God. You gave me a baby. You gave me three children and now eight grandchildren. God, I thank you that you said be fruitful and multiply, but when I wasn't being fruitful, I didn't know how to get in your presence, but I just sit at your feet, and I was just sitting there in my home, and I said, God, I want a baby, and I just started praising you and thanking you the best. I didn't even know how to pray. I just remember God saying, I want a baby, and I just started loving on you, and all of a sudden, this this anointing rose up in my belly. Somebody say, my belly. Out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. And and even if I haven't been taught, because nobody had taught me about this, at this time I was uh, about 20 years old. God, I want a baby. I want a baby, God. And and I'm sitting there and, and honoring him and thanking him, and all of a sudden this boldness rose up in my belly. How do you know when it's not you and the Spirit done took over? Because the Spirit of God is bold. The Spirit of God's bold. He's bold as a lion, wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. And that boldness rose up in me, and I opened my mouth, and tongues started coming out of my mouth, and I started prophesying by myself, to myself, to my future child. I was sitting in that room in that 14 by 60 or 80 trailer, kneeling on my knees, God. And all of a sudden, I thought I'd buy a sick kitty, I do a little bullshit kitty, I thought. It rose up in me, rose up in me, and I, all of a sudden, the interpretation came. You know, we may get talked about in our churches sometimes for speaking in tongues. You know, people be fighting that, saying, why they do that? Why they do that? But if you listen long enough, most times something's going to come out in English. Most times those tongues are going to be interpreted, and we're going to know what we're praying for. So in a little bit, after that boldness, I just started, the Spirit of God started praying out of me. And he said, this is what he said to me, I'm going to give you a baby. And then he said, because of your faithfulness to me. I didn't know how to be faithful, but he said, because of your faithfulness to me. And then I had a dream, and I saw Michelle. I saw her with that long black hair, and I was pushing her in the stroller. And that's exactly what happened. So God. 
wants to intervene in your circumstances. He wants to answer your prayers. But the key is we have to connect with the Spirit. We don't get anywhere in our flesh. Let's get that. Let's get that today. I'm not going to get my prayers answered in my flesh. I'm going to get my prayers answered when Spirit connected to Spirit. Hallelujah, Spirit. He said, "We're going. Those that worship me must worship me in Spirit and in truth." Yet by Sunday. So, how do I get in the presence of God? Well, I come into prayer today, you know, and they were they were having good prayer, and then the prayer leader left, and it was my turn, and I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling anything. So I'm sitting here, and I was like, I praise you, Lord. I honor you, Lord. We magnify your name, oh God. Elder Barbara, a few people here with me. I love you, Lord. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. We worship you. And if you say, uh, Pastor, we can't sing. I can't sing. Well, just put your CD on. And if you sit there long enough, that presence of God's going to fall on you, especially when you enter into it, especially when you open your mouth. When you open your mouth and you start talking to God, then he's going to start talking to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And and as we grow in God, then we're going to see that we may start out hearing like butterflies all in our belly, you know, just having all these feelings. And the first time God used me to, to uh, give a message in tongues, I didn't know what that was. And I was just felt like these big butterflies in my belly and just, and and I just knew, I didn't know what he wanted to do, but I knew to open my mouth and start speaking in tongues. And so I did. And then he comes on and he interprets that. But if we never grow past the butterflies, then we, we never just learn, we never just learn that still small voice, you know. I'm not going to say we never will. I know for me it started out being, when God spoke to me, it was big deals, you know. I'm shaking all over, quivering, sweating. God, this is you. This is me, God. And he gave me a long time. And here lately, if I don't obey quickly, then it, the, the anointing lifts. So it gets, I remember a time in my life, though, where I told my, my pastor, Eileen, I said, I think I was supposed to sing. I don't, I'm not a singer, you know. She said, well, you may not can sing, but the Holy Ghost can, and he lives on the inside of you. Hallelujah. So, so, but I went to her, and I, it was after church, and there was someone sitting on the back row, and this these four words for a song came into me, and I would have had to do it in front of the whole church, and and I was like, God, I don't know that that's you, and and I went to her, and, and I just remember words about uh, my backslider, come home, I love you, come home, I love you, backslider, come home, I love you, and, and I didn't do it, but I went to my leader, and I said, I, I think God wanted to use me today, but I'm not sure. See, when you're going to those new levels, you might not be sure. Because faith is always stepping out into the unknown that, that, like, your mind might not know. Or you might have two words and not the whole sentence to a prophecy. But that's God saying he's just giving you a little bit so you step out in faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. I can't, no man can please God in their flesh. So if I never step out and just just believe, you know, oh, oh okay, I feel this, okay, or or this this thought came, you know, the good thoughts. I mean, he ain't telling me go murder nobody, you know, but he might tell me to go witness. He the, the devil ain't telling me to go witness. 
God might tell me, you know, go check on so-and-so today. Those are God thoughts. Somebody say God thoughts. Because I have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. And when God speaks to me, then I obey. And me and Brother Charles, by the way, he's going to preach tomorrow night. So invite your friends But at Freedom One. But, but we were talking about that the other day. If we obey quickly, then the quicker we get into our promised land. You know, I hear people say, I want my destiny. I want my destiny. Well, it's going to be a walking out. It's going to be a process. It's going to be, uh, I have to take a step. You know, when I learned to walk, I had to take a step. And I fell down a few times. But the Bible says that the righteous will fall down seven times and they're going to get back up again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the best thing for recovery for us to get on into that promised land is to realize that we're going to fall because the Bible just says that we were. And falling don't mean that you're a failure. Falling means falling. Anything that I try to do for God or or, or do um, anything new, you know, it takes a minute to learn it and to, to get that. And and so for that spirit that would try to just make us think, you know, oh, I ate a ding-dong today. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I ate too many chips. And I, I'm trying to lose this weight, so... I'm going to eat the rest of the week. See, that's what that thing does. Oh, oh! I just, I, I lapsed and I went in there and I took a pill. I took a value. Oh, my goodness. I better get the whole bottle now and just need to die. Why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we beat ourselves up like that? Do you know the struggles that the children of Israel had before they ever entered into that promised land? And Moses didn't even get to enter into it because the people provoked him so much that he wasn't totally obedient but he did get the people there amen and joshua took them on in somebody say god has moses and he has joshua's he has people to take us out of bondages he has joshua's to bring us in someone asked me sunday morning they said what is the difference in the three freedom ministries and you know the holy ghost was the answer because the bible says i always have an answer for them that have a question for you and and my flesh I was a little nervous you know and I'm like okay God is this a challenge or, or what you know I tell my husband now I said why are you why are you ask me questions all the time but but anyway I said this is what come out of me freedom one I said we are here to set the captive free I said that's a calling on our life is to get free and to get somebody else free Joshua chapter one and then I said, Freedom 2, that's a place of love. That's a love connection, love, love. I said, people go there that, that wouldn't have never came here. You know, they go there and they're accepted and they're loved. And, and they might not can handle that intensity. They can handle it, but they might not understand it until they're loved, until they're brought in and nurtured. But then Freedom 3, God showed me just when I was sitting there answering this question, he said that that was a place of discipleship. That was a place for when people come in and, um, you know, because you don't always just need the devil cast out. Sometimes you need to be taught. Hallelujah. I love Lisa Streeter because she used to say this. She said, people need to be taught. And I remember Pastor Pinson saying, oh, Annie, people need to be taught. I don't know how I'm going to have time to teach everybody, but God's raised up an army. And you can come and you can get all those needs met. And I'm not just trying to promote freedom ministry. I'm trying to say that God 
will take you into your promised land. He didn't just bring you out to keep you in the wilderness. He didn't just bring you out for you to stay out there and not know and to walk around aimlessly, as Ms. Teresa said. He didn't just take you out of deadness and dead religion and me being being uh, just just unsaved, you know. I didn't get saved when I was 15 because nobody ever witnessed to me. He didn't take me out of that. The Bible said he translated me out of darkness and brought me into his marvelous light. Glory to God. God has great things for us. God is a God of plan, purpose, objectivity. He knows exactly what he's doing with your life. He said, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He He formed us. He made us. He He knows the very hairs on the top of our head. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He don't have a problem knowing where you're supposed to be. The problem with me is I had to catch up to what God had for me. I had to grow. I had to uh, get delivered. I had to get self off the throne so he could be king of kings and Lord of Lord of my life. Glory to your name, Jesus. I decrease so you can increase, God. Take us on that journey, God, that journey to the promised land. Yandarabaseke, the promised land, where we get our prayers answered, God. Yandarabaseke, where the frustration leaves us, the anxiety leaves us, God, the fear, the fear, God, that faith comes instead of the fear, God, and the peace comes. That when we lay our head down at night, that we have peace and safety, God. You said that you give us sleep. You give us a uh, good rest, God. You give us sweet rest, God. God, these on this line that have trouble sleeping, I just speak peace into their heart, Lord. We come against anxiety in their heart, God. We come against the spirit that won't let them rest. We come against torment, God, because you said where fear was, there was torment. Somebody say I'm on a journey. I'm going to put my prayers on a piece of paper and I'm going to believe God because what must I do to work the works of God? Believe on him that was sent. Believe on Jesus Christ. Believe that what he did on Calvary was enough. Believe that what he did on Calvary took away my sins. Thank you for strengthening your people, God. Thank you for strengthening your saints in the inner man, Lord. Thank you, God, for doing a quick work in our life because we know that you're coming back, God, and we want to give you gifts. We want to give you gifts just like you've given us gifts, God. I want to lay people at your feet, God. I want to bring people to heaven with me, Lord. I want to bring in the sheaves, God. I want to bring in those that you've been calling on, those grandmas, those grandpas, and those mamas and daddies that's been crying out, those children that's been crying out for their parents, God. We want to bring in the harvest, Lord. You said you're the Lord of the harvest. To pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth laborers, God. You said the harvest is ready. You you said don't wait four months because you think it's not ready yet. It's ready now. The harvest is ripe. We take our city. We take our region, Lord. I pray for these other churches on the lines, God. I pray for Little Rock. I pray, God, for Conway. I pray for Africa, God. 
We pray for Honduras, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We pray, God, that you come into New York, God. We pray, Jesus, that you help us, Lord, to cry out for America, God. Help us to see bigger than ourselves, Lord. Help us to look past our horizon, God. Help us to look past, Lord, and look a little deeper, God. Help us, Lord, to pray for somebody else. You said if I make it happen for somebody else, you'll make it happen for me, God. You said prefer one another in love, Lord. You said that they know you're my disciples by your love for one another. You said no greater love than to lay my life down for the brethren, God. You said that we loved you because you loved us first, Lord. You said that the two commandments are going to fulfill the law, and you said hang all the prophets on this, the word, God, to love the Lord God with all of our heart, strength, and mind, and soul, and love our neighbor as ourselves, God. Thank you, Jesus, for taking us out of the wilderness so we can pour into somebody else. Thank you for taking us out of those struggles, Lord, even if we haven't seen the manifestation because we live in victory, God. And the greatest way to get out of that is to do something for somebody else. If you're sick, then then um, pray for somebody else's healing. If you're hungry, then plant a seed. Remember the woman, she had to make Elijah a cake first. And then there was plenty for her and her son to eat, God, and the oil never stayed. The flour never went dry. The barrel never Never went dry, God. Teach us how to get our prayers answered, God. Teach us, Lord. I know your people cry out to you, God. I know they do, God. They cry out to you, Lord. We cry out from the bottom of our hearts, from our bellies, Lord, these earnest prayers, the prayers of the fervent man, God. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous God. Save their families, heal their bodies, give them jobs. We open the heavens for the jobs, Lord. We speak jobs. We speak promotion. You said you take up, set up one, and bring down another, Lord. Make a way, God, for your people, Lord. Give them income. We come against poverty right now. We release prosperity. To those, God, that don't have anything. God, I'm asking that you send somebody across their path to give to them, Lord. Show them, God, to plant a seed of what they have. It may not be money, God. But they can give something, Lord. They can call somebody, God. They can reach out, Lord. Help us to give of ourselves, God, because you said that, that there'll be seed time and harvest as long as we're here, Lord. Seed time and harvest. I have to give out of my whatever I need. I need to plant a seed, God. If I'm lonely, I need to love, God. Yando lo lobo sekete, yando lobo sekete ande. Yeah, we're gonna enter into worship now, God. Yande de de ando lo lobo sekete ande. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
Yandarara baseriando, oh, baseriande. Yande, you say the seed of the righteous shall be delivered, Lord. We speak deliverance to our kids, God. We speak deliverance to our parents. There's some children, God, that are sober, but the parents are high, God. Yanda la baseke andolo boshe. We drive drugs out of the house, God. Yanda la da baseke te andolo bo. We speak angelic hosts come in. And take over our homes. Yeti yanda da ba seke ando. Olo lobo sheka da 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 ba seka. Spirit of praise for the spirit of heaviness, Lord. Yanda de de yanda da 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 ba sete. Those that don't know how, God, show them, God, to praise your name and the yokes will break. Yande, like they did Paul and Silas, God. Yantarada, the prison doors came open as they prayed and sing praises to you, God. Yandalaba shekete yatada da da. Peter came out of prison, Lord, when the church prayed. Yatata ba seke ando. Olo bo seke andada ba se. This is a prayer line, so just make your request known. God hears it. Open your mouth and tell him right now in the name of Jesus. You say where two or three agree is touching anything, it'll be done to my Father in heaven, God. Yeti, I tie two or three. God, you are in our midst, Lord. There's power in agreement, God. We are not alone. I come against that lonely spirit. God, you said you'd never leave us or forsake us. Those sitting in those homes right now, God. That spirit of depression trying to come upon them, Lord. Yande, I tell you, God, greater is he that's in them than he's in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said we've overcome it, God, because you did. You said you overcome evil. You said to overcome evil with good, Lord. Yeah, you said love never hardly notices when others do is wrong, God. Love never fails, God. Love is not puffed up. Love behaves itself un- not unseemly, God. You said if we give our body to be burned and we don't love, then it don't mean anything, God. You said we can speak in tongues more than anything. If we don't have love, then it don't mean anything, God. It's like tinkling symbols. Oh, you say we can prophesy, God, and understand all mysteries and knowledge and and have all the faith to move mountains. And if we don't have love, we don't have anything, God. You say we can even feed the poor. And and, and if we don't have love, it profits us nothing, God. You say love vaunts not itself. It, it, it don't behave itself. It seeks not its own. Yande, it, it's not easily provoked. I need that one, God. I need that one, God, that I'm not easily provoked, Lord, that I'm not frustrated, God. Yande, give me the grace, Lord, to not be frustrated, God. So you can just take your Bible and do this. Love suffered long. Yande, it's kind. It ain't be if not. It thinks no evil. It rejoices not in iniquity. Love is not happy when something happens to somebody that's 
hadn't done us right. Love does not rejoice in iniquity when it happens to somebody else. It rejoices in the truth. Hallelujah. Love rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. Why does it never fail? Because against it is no law. Hallelujah, Lord. Teach us to love God. Teach us on this journey to love, Lord. You said in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such as one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So all those folks that walk around and act like they all that, and they, that we nothing, he said they deceive themselves because if they don't have love, then what do they have? For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate, communicate to him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. Don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially them who have the household of faith. Amen. So, you know, people's not getting away with things that they're doing to you. They're not getting away with it. God said he sees it. He said he's a righteous judge. He said, vengeance is mine and I will repay. Amen. So he tells us to overcome evil with good. He tells us to love. He tells us to put on the garment of praise. He tells us to uh, to close our mouth, you know. He shuts the mouths of lions. So when they're against you, he's going to shut their mouths if you, if you don't try to fix it. If I don't try to fix it, God will fix it. Amen. So, God, we just thank you, Jesus. He said that whatever a man sows, he, he's going to reap that. I don't have to try to make him reap it. It's a law of God, and it's going to happen. Whatever I sow, that's what I'm going to reap. If I sow love, I'm going to reap love. If I sow strife, I'm going to reap strife. And that's what's always going to be in my house. Remember when David, when he um, was singing and, and uh, God told him, said, the sword's always going to be in your house because you committed this sin. And so his firstborn died and, and then Absalom rose up against him. So whatever we sow, that's what we're going to reap. So, God, we just thank you that we don't have to try to make it work. We don't have to, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Galatians 6, verse 16 says, And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy upon the Israel, the Israel of God. He's telling us, you know, he tells us to pursue peace, to follow love, to walk as he walked, and God is love. Hallelujah. So when we're walking on this journey and it looks like we're just in a wilderness experience over and over and we're never getting in our promised land, walk in love. It'll bring you out. Love will bring you out. Love will win the war. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
Love will win the war. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise. You are so good, God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. He tells us right here in Galatians. He says uh, to be led by the Spirit and not by the law. And he tells us, Galatians 5, verse 19, you don't have to wonder what's flesh and what's spirit. I don't care if they're saying they're a Christian, they're an apostle, they're a prophet, they're evangelist. He tells you right here when flesh is operating through somebody. Mm-hmm. Galatians five nineteen. now the works of the flesh are manifest. How do I know? Because it manifests. <laughs> hey, anger, strive. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife. See, strife's right in there with adultery. Mm-hmm. Hatred's right in there with lasciviousness. You know, lasciviousness is when you don't have any restraint. When you just, you just, you say you're free as a bird and ain't nobody gonna own you. That's lascivious. You know, because we all submit to God. We all have to be submitted. So the works of the flesh, how do we know them? Because they manifest. Do you hear anybody ever say uh, things that sound like they're hateful? That's hatred manifesting. Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Flesh can't enter into it. Flesh can't enter into the promised land, you know, like getting your prayers answered. As long as we try to do that ourselves by making somebody do right. See, what? how do I know what's right for them, you know? How do I know the path that my children have to go before they meet God, before they're going in the right path with God? Because I can, you know, use uh, manipulation. I can tell them how bad they are and, and make them do it out of law when they were younger. But if, if that relationship's not built on love and, and, and on uh, because they want to because they love God, then they don't want it. And they're going to run from that law. Amen? The strength of sin is the law. The Bible says the strength of sin is the law. So if you're wondering... And and I wonder, you know, I'm going to include myself in this, why people don't ever come out of what I think they should come out of by now, then maybe I'm giving them law because the strength of sin is law. Hey, I got to check on that one. Amen. So he said, I told you in time past that they was doing one well, but this is the fruit of the spirit. How do you know that the spirit's manifesting? We see the flesh manifesting because it manifests. Hatred, division, strife, all that. But the fruit of the Spirit, verse 22, is love, 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 love. It happens to be number one. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. Meekness is humble. You know, Moses was the meekest man on the earth. And he brought, I guess it was two and a half million people out of bondage. And he was humble. Wouldn't people think that was weak if you're humble? 
But the Bible says that it's not. He said let the he said the meek are gonna inherit the earth, actually. Hey. Verse twenty two, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So why is love greater? Because it says right here, against such there is no law. That means all that fleshy stuff is not greater than love. Because he said that, that these three things abide, faith, love, and hope. And the greatest of these is love. Amen. So if, if you want to enter into that promised land quicker, then try love. And I'm talking to me too. Try love. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We thank you, God. Your love is greater, God. You died for us when I was yet in my sin. So why do we think somebody got to be right before we accept them? When Jesus said they're already accepted in the beloved. Amen. So he said that who who am I to judge another man's servant? So I don't know what comes on people. I do know, but I don't know why so much. Like they've been in church a while, and all of a sudden they think they're the God that they get to judge everybody else and say what they're doing wrong. But we need to look back at First Corinthians chapter thirteen because it says that love hardly notices when others do it wrong. So while I'm pointing my finger, I might need to point at my heart and say, God, look at me, help me, Jesus, help me, Lord. But that self-righteous spirit usually comes on people. Sometimes it transfers because we might be in a religious environment a lot. Sometimes it comes because we've stopped obeying God ourselves. And if we stop obeying God and we, we're going in that promised land, we're going in that promised land, we walk in this walk, we talk in this talk, we live in this journey, but all of a sudden God says something that I don't want to do. Uh-oh. All of a sudden he says, I want you to call that ex-mother-in-law and tell her you are sorry for leaving her son. Been there. I want you to call her and tell her that you were wrong for that. I said, God, but she did this, she did that, she treated me this, and I think that might be why I left. It was even her. I, I think, you know, justifying, justifying why I was ugly. And so I had a dream one night, and I was walking with her in the garden. And I was telling her I was sorry. So I told God, I said, God, I will do this for you. I said, I will. I was wrong. I will do it. But he didn't ever make me do it. Do you know what? I was open to that with all my heart. I said, God, I'll do it because I want to be right with you. He never made me do it. I kept waiting on the quickening, you know, waiting on the quickening. But what did happen one day, my ex-husband was sitting in the church that I pastor. He was coming and, you know, visiting with his children and uh he's come in and he, he he kept coming and he kept coming to Sunday school. He loved the teacher. He loved Lisa Streeter. She was the teacher. And he loved her teachings. And um so one day I walked by after Sunday school and the Holy Ghost said, uh, tell him you're sorry. What? Oh, I, I, you know, I could have named a lot. I, mm-mm. Wait, what, God? I walked back by and I said, Mike, I said, I'm so sorry for hurting you. I said, I'm, I, I just ask you to forgive me. And it was the next Sunday or the next, I can't remember right, right now. 
But I walked in church and walked by him, and he said, would you be my pastor? God is a God of restoration. Hallelujah. God is a God of love. Thank you, God, for teaching us, Lord, that love wins the war. Not my anger, not my law, not my talking, talking, talking. That never worked for me, God. Yeah, it, that never brought me to you. You said you draw me with your tender, with your uh, loving kindness and tender mercies, Lord. That's what drew me to you was love. I only followed the ones that loved, God. When I was looking for the way to go, I followed the ones that loved. Because you said that, that we would know, that they would know, the sinner would know that I'm the, the disciple if I love brethren. So when I'm searching, what's right, what's right, God, I'm young, I don't know, I wasn't raised in church, what's right, these people believe this way, these people teach that, this church this, God, what's right? And you know what warned me? Is one of them didn't gossip. One of them didn't talk about the other ones. One of them didn't strive. And I said, this must be the way. But I see it goes with that scripture because he said, you're going to know they're my disciples. You're going to know that she's a Christian. You're going to know Elder Barbara say because of her love. You're going to know Sister Monica, she, she her love. You're going to know that's the right way. He didn't say because of good preaching and good doctrine. He said because of their love. He taught about their love, their love, their love. God, baptize our heart in your love, Lord. Baptize my heart. This has been my prayer since last week because I have not arrived. God, baptize my heart, Lord. You said perfect fear cast out because of love, God. Love cast it all out, God. When I love, when I love, God, I'll do anything for that person I love. When I love you, God, I'll do anything for you. I will preach, I'll teach, I'll go to the nations, I'll sit at home. God, I'll do anything you ask because I love you, Lord. Not because of law, not because of fear of hell, not because of judgment. I need to consider those things, but what really draws me is your love, God. Yonder, yonder, your love, God, that I can talk to you, Lord, when no one else is around. God, relationship. Do you know that most people go back to the place where somebody listened to them? That's what they, the statistics say. They go back to where somebody listened to them. Thank you, Jesus, for releasing your love today. Before those children of Israel would go on into that promised land, they had to have a love for God. Remember them 12 spies? Ten of them said, there's too many giants in that land. Yeah, there's, there's too much going on over there. There's too many Jebusites and all them sites over there. Uh, we can't take that because we're like grasshoppers. We're like grasshoppers in our own sight. Something was wrong with their relationship with the Lord. Something was wrong with their relationship with Moses, their leader, because they did not cross over the bible says that all those things they feared came upon them and they died in the wilderness but josh and caleb josh and caleb rose up 
said, we can take it at once. Let's go. Let's get these promises fulfilled. Let's get these prayers answered. How are you going to get your prayer answered for your son if you're if you're steadily talking smack to him, but you're praying for him, but God can't do nothing because you're putting law on him? Don't we see that that kind of hinders the process? Don't we see it makes it go slower? Don't we see where the Bible says you've been at this mountain, the foot of this mountain long enough? And to cross over with love? Hey, to cross over with love? I'm not saying to tolerate the sin. I'm saying to love covers a multitude of sin. Love. Don't cast them out because of sin. Love. Hallelujah. Love, love. You can say, I don't allow that in my house. And then you can call and say, you know, come over and eat supper with me. You don't have to cast them out. Love. Love, 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 love. Love covers a multitude of sin. Amen. Help us, God, to enter into this place of love with you, Lord. Help our relationships with you, God. Help us, God. You said even our enemies, Lord, they'd be like putting coals of fire on their head when we love them, Lord. I know it's not easy to love when they hadn't done you right. I know. But it's what the word tells us to. He said, if he slaps us, turn the other cheek. Hallelujah. They want your coat, give them your cloak. I was praying the other day, and I don't know how long. Most churches go through this, so we're not the only ones. But I know people's always trying to get our members, you know. Always trying to get our members. And I say, God, I feel like I don't want to be in in politics, but it seems like some of the church world tries to force you in that. But I say, God. You know, is this going to stop? Is it, when can this stop? And he said to me just two days ago, he said, when the thief is found out, they have to give back seven times. So every time they try to steal one of your sheep, he said, I got to give you seven. I, I was just fine with seven more, but seven times. Hallelujah. When the thief, because that's what that is, John 10 tells about it, you know, that 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 sometimes the leaders are hirelings, and they just there to, for their own benefit. They don't care nothing about the sheep, because if we cared about the sheep, we would want to know what's best for the sheep, not what's best for us. But it's gonna come a place where we're gonna have to decide between our pride or our son. We're gonna have to decide: is my competition more important than the soul of my son or my daughter? God, I ask that you help us to see that, Lord, that the competition, God, to be better, to to win, that's a big one, to win. God, take that out of our hearts, Lord, and what is best, Jesus? What is best, Lord? Because I have never tried to get someone's sheep. You know, there's a lot of sinners out there, a whole lot. Jesus said, I didn't come for the righteous, I came for the sinner. Hallelujah. He loves the righteous. But he already has us. So he ain't out trying to steal folks' people. <laughs> so, God, those that try to steal from any pastor on this line, God, I ask that sevenfold be poured back into their fold, God, because that's the word you gave me. God, I just thank you, Lord, that as we submit it all to you and we keep ourselves right in our relationship with you, when they try to drive us out of the city, when they gang up against us and persecution comes i told somebody in prayer today 
I said, when people come to me and they say, well, you know, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that, you know, this, that, that must be where God is because, you know, persecution don't follow everybody all the time. But when it's really on somebody and you hear something about them and you hear something next week and you hear something the next week, it's like, oh, that must be where God is. I hear people say that about churches. That must be where God is because they really persecuted, you know. Don't mean that we do everything right, but God is in the midst of us. Amen. So there ain't no need come telling on folks. There ain't no need in that because those are the ones that's going to be in the leadership positions because God is the one that raised them up. Hallelujah. So how do I know love? Because they're not talking about you. Those people that you persecuting and telling on, they ain't come one time and said nothing about you negative like that. So, God, show us our hearts, Lord. Show us our hearts and bring us into the unity of the faith. Hallelujah. Teach us how to love those that hearts are broken, God, because it's been some hurtful, hurtful things, Lord. I'm asking that you come in with the healing anointing and you heal their emotions even now, Lord. We release that right now into these homes, into these cars, into these atmospheres, God, the anointing to be healed of, of deep, emotional hurts God God you said you come to heal us Lord you said you'd break us in you'd heal us God and so some of us been broken that stone that rock has fallen on us and we felt crushed but God then you said I'm gonna come back and heal you and I wouldn't even have to been crushed if I'd have let myself be humble because you said if I humble myself God then you would exalt us in due time Lord God, I just thank you, and I just pray over this city. I pray over all the other cities and the states on this line. I speak life into them, God. I speak love. I thank you. I ask that this teaching has helped us in some way, Lord. I thank you that we're going to follow you. We're going to go towards our promised land and walk our journey in love, God, because you said as you are, that's the way we are on the earth, and you are love, and you said to walk as you walk, God. Yes, God, help us today, Lord. Help us to forgive. Ask us, God, uh, help us to open our heart, Lord, and, and let you take out the bitterness and the resentment and the strife. God, I just pray for these people and pray for me, Lord, that you show us a way out of these bondages by confessing our hurt, confessing our singing, confessing our anger to you, Lord. Not having to go back to the person, but confessing it to you, Jesus. You said if they have all against me, I need to go to them. You didn't say if I had all against them. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for showing us how to love Jesus. I give you praise, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise today, God. I thank you for this prayer line. I thank you for life, God, life more abundantly. Thank you, Jesus, for healing our hurts, Lord, helping us to release, helping us to release, God. God, show us that they're going on with their life, that I need to forgive so I can be healed. I need to forgive so I can walk out my path with you, Lord, and I can enter into my promised land. I can enter into that place of victory, Jesus. Yeah, 
God, you have an army marching through the land. Deliverance is their song and healing in their hands. Yeah, 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 peace when we walk into a room lord yeah they, they teach us how to change atmospheres through your love god god you loved all of them that forsook you you used them lord when they denied your name when they ran ahead because of fear of the jews you used them and they turned the world upside down for you god we're never too gone for you to use us lord we love you today. I thank you. Thank you for each one on this line, God. I just give you praise, and I praise God, and I ask you to move mightily on their behalf. Thank you, God, that they can see that their prayers are being answered as a result of this line because of fruit. I want fruit, God, fruit that remains. You said if it's not bearing fruit, to cut it down, Lord. I want fruit, God, and I thank you, Jesus. We speak life and we speak breakthrough into these people. We speak answered prayers into your life. In Jesus' name, I love you. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, Find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossing.com.